Hello, inner you. Can you hear spirit calling? I'm Jill, and this is my creatively minded and intuitively guided podcast where all things mystical, artistically mix and mingle. As an intuitive Reiki and earth wisdom teacher, self-published author, illustrator, and lifelong artist, I've always believed that authenticity is the key to true happiness and how standing in your own power can get you there. We'll talk about everything from art to angels, Reiki to writing, music to movie lines, the power of laughter, and the psychic nudges only our soul knows. Thank you so much for joining me and being a part of this inspired conversation. Let's get started on this fun and informative journey together. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm so excited to be here with you today to talk about how to create a meditative practice that is personal to you and helps to sustain you throughout your daily routine and support you in your life. So I want to just dive right in and start talking about all of this. I've got a lot of tips and tricks that I have used over the years. So let's get started. How do we create a meditative space that feels personal and supportive. First, you have to pick a place within wherever you live that is dedicated to meditation. This helps to call you back to that particular spot. And over time, you build the energy around that space so that you instantly connect. That's what creating a meditative space can do. It can be simply a comfortable chair with a few things around you that help to remind you that spirit is always calling out to us, but we have to get into that meditative, intuitive space to be able to receive information and also to connect with those places within ourselves that help us to make better decisions in our lives and to just calm down. I mean, who doesn't want that? I do. I get really angsty when I don't take the time to meditate or check in with myself. So right now, the world is super chaotic. It feels like it's a daily uphill battle to get through some of that energy if we don't center ourselves. So this is the whole point of this conversation is to just talk about how we can create that. So get into a meditative space. If you want to make it grander and you have an actual extra room, you can create an entire room. For me, I do have that. I have an extra bedroom that is my meditation room and in it is everything that nurtures me and it does change right now it has the colors of the root chakra the oranges and the reds and just very earthy tones are in this room currently also i have my crystals i have my angel statues i have all of my books my buddha statue all of the things that sustain my practice that help me to connect so over time that space becomes energetically charged. And that's why sitting in a space that you're always doing meditation in can help you get there faster. And so what can we add to that space that feels authentic? Well, that part of meditation is about creating a spiritual toolbox. And within the space, we add to that spiritual toolbox. So for instance, Clearing the energy of the room is important before you sit down to meditate. I use sage 
and rose water, incense, I'll light a candle. I will, you know, of course, open a window and let all of that stagnant energy from the space go out of the window. There's a little premise to that, that the more sage smudge smoke that's created, the more stagnant energy is having to be pushed out of the room. Sometimes when you light sage and it's barely trickling a little bit of smoke and you're trying to light it and make it be significant, go with whatever's happening with the sage because spirit instantly comes in on that activity and creates just the amount of smoke that you need, the amount of smudge smoke that you need to push out whatever energy is in the room. That was a little tip and trick that I learned in a meditation class. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting to kind of when, once you tune into some of these tools, you learn if, you know, either you, you buy it or you're like, Oh, okay. But that's, it has to resonate with you. So that's just something that occurred to me when you also light incense. The premise with that is that spirit surfs the, the smoke of the incense and creates more of a, an atmosphere of connecting that one for me, it's so cool. Although I have to have a ceiling fan going with incense because it'll make me sneeze sometimes. So you have to figure out what feels good to you, what reacts well with your, with your body and just, you know, pick and choose that way too. And then also adding things to your space like candles and I mentioned crystals, just being, becoming more aware of what amplifies your space. So part of that spiritual toolbox is adding to those things and layering those things. So that's the physical stuff, but then there's also the energetic stuff. Creating sacred space within your meditation room is all about calling in the four directions as well as the energy of the earth and the cosmic energy of the sun, moon, and stars. And then that place within us that, you know, lives the candle of of spirit, that inward place. So that's what I'm talking about as well as just getting more in touch with that and calling those energies to you through certain invocations and prayers. There are sacred space invocations and prayers that are out there. And I have one that I can share with you as well in another episode because it's very meaty in terms of what each direction has within the prayer. And we could break down that and talk about how that feels. But picking a sacred space prayer or invocation for you that calls to you is really important because everyone has their preference of how to do that. And that again is setting the space for meditative work to become amplified. So that's why you would do that. And then also including calling in your spirit helpers because it's like you're inviting a bunch of friends over to watch a movie. That's how it feels to me. Energetically, the second I open Reiki, which is because I'm a Reiki practitioner and a Reiki person, and I've been doing Reiki for over 10 years. I do self-Reiki in my meditation space, along with breath work and mantras and mudras and things like that. When I call in my spiritual helpers, it's like they all came over to visit me at once. It's very comforting. And over time, I have sensed them to be like in a horseshoe formation behind me, just supporting me. That's how it feels to me in my mind's eye. That is the work of intuitive stuff. Once you get into meditation, you will create the visualizations that support what you're receiving the more you do that. So I would encourage everybody to 
figure out what, what works, you know, what works for you and then making it a part of that. So including the prayers and invocations that make sense for you and resonate with you helps to set that space. So another few things I want to talk about within that meditative space is keeping it clean and dust free and organized, just really also going back to the physical part of your meditative space in conjunction with the energetic stuff, just keep it motivating and free of clutter because that does lend to the experience of getting tuned in with yourself, unlocking that stale energy and opening windows. If you have chipped paint and you have things falling off the wall and holes in the walls where you remove pictures and the nails and it looks disheveled, I think that lends to the same feeling within ourselves. So if you clean up the space and you keep it tidy, it lends to more of like that energetic flow that is more positive within us. So then we have to kind of ask ourselves, you know, how does meditation work? What's the whole point? Well, it would be great if we could just get up in the morning and leave our house and be completely centered and balanced, but that's not the case for most of us. And so like brushing your teeth, meditation should be a part of your day because it clears the cobwebs in your mind and soul and it aligns you with that truth within yourself and it moves ego off to the side and just balances the left and the right side. So There is the concept that, you know, we have our left and right. We have the moon side, which is the left, and the sun side, which is the right. And then we have that meeting place in the middle. So the left side is where we are authentic and our true selves are. And then the right is what we project out to the world. So if you look at your physical body and what that looks like, sometimes we have little poker tells about What does the left side of our face look like versus the right? What are we projecting to the world versus are we being honest with ourselves? It's kind of a fun little mirror exercise to kind of look at that and to check in with yourself, your physical self. Are you more off balance on the left or the right? Do you have something that's ailing you on the right versus the left? The concept is that your body will help you to tune in with do you need to balance? So meditation helps us to balance the left and the right. It gets us more in tune with our authentic self. But I also have to say right now that it's important to not take everything so seriously. Using that funny bone within meditation is the best place to elevate the energy into an easy flow. Because it has happened to me where I have tried to sit down and be very serious with meditating and it does not work. Even with Reiki, I I open Reiki and I'm trying to get into that space. And if I'm trying too hard, the result feels difficult. So humor, if anyone knows me, they know that I live somewhere between my spiritual beliefs and complete absurdity. I see things a lot through that lens of humor. And I like to goof around and I love funny movies and satire. That's like where my my brain lives. That's how I grew up. My brother and I had the same kind of humor that way. And we just had that banter. And my family and I, especially my daughter and I have that same banter. And it helps to elevate the energy and 
it makes all the serious junk fall away. And it's in that space that meditation can be really amazing. Like you have to get to that place. So think about, are you a creative person? Are you an analytical person? Going with your personal style will help you figure out what tools and techniques within your practice will make sense. If I think about who I was as a kid and when I learned the alphabet, for instance, and sitting at my desk looking at the alphabet above the board in the classroom and how the cursive letters were, it looked like they all had personalities. And I would look at M and N and I would think M is like M would you know, bully N because he's bigger than N. And who does M think he is? And like in my little creative childlike mind, I saw things in that creative way. And I also was the kid who doodled in the margin of my piece of paper with the little holes in the paper, you know, where you would put it in a ring binder, how those, I don't know, I hardly ever put my piece of paper in a ring binder, but I would use those holes as like places to draw around it. I'd create like little, an alien out of the first one and put like the antenna up on that and make an alien. And then the next one was a flower. And then the next one was a person with no face. And then that they would all be having a conversation within the margin. This is a really good, who am I? This is me. This is is where my creative mind lives. So I'm drawn to funny things, to silly things. I'll see faces in a lot of objects and I will look at things outside in a more lyrical way, in a more funny way. If I stay in that place, stuff that happens to me in my daily life is more comical. But if I get really serious and I take everything very seriously and I'm like, well, I must put my hands in gasho and I must now go inward. It feels forced. And we don't really have to do that. If we take things way too seriously, it becomes a chore. And what I learned within shamanism is we would talk about the principles of earth wisdom. And, you know, it was like, well, who put all of these principles in place? And you look at the shamans and the Buddhist monks, they're always giggling and smiling and taking things very lightly. And that is a big lesson just right there. I mean, I'm just going to leave that at the doorstep for you because it's true. If you can't simmer down, like my grandma used to say, just simmer down and take a beat. You can't really get to that place of chilling out with a sense of comedy wrapped in it. And then you can't really move that dense energy as much as you would like to. So there are a few things at play here. Sustaining yourself within a meditative practice means getting in touch with who you truly are and figuring out ways to bring out that authenticity And then also calm yourself down so that when you step foot outside of your living space, you're connecting with everybody in a more authentic place. You know, you're more rested when you meditate. You release that dense energy that exhausts you and clears your chakras. And, you know, you'll have better conversations with people. You'll have more humor in your life. You'll take the pressure off of yourself and you'll see things won't bother you as much. I've noticed if I do self-reiki every day, the news does not 
it hits me, but it doesn't hit me as deeply and as like, as, as it has been, I guess I, I, I should say, if we try to blast through our life with just that linear thinking and head down, muscle through it, and we don't check in with ourselves intuitively, we don't have the ability to see things as a witness rather than thinking we have to solve everything for everyone all of the time. That's what meditation can do. Also added to that practice would be amplifying it with other holistic modalities. Reiki, I've mentioned a couple of times here. Shamanistic stuff. That whole principle of shamanism is basically this in a nutshell. Respecting every living thing. That's it. That's what it is. Demystified. Reiki. What is Reiki? Reiki, the word means universal energy. The system of Reiki is connecting with that energy from source through meditation. That's it. Demystified. So these holistic modalities that are a part of a practice that helps to clear energy, they exist. Figure out what you are resonating with and what's calling out to you, and then continue to add that to your spiritual toolbox. That's really the meat and potatoes of this is to continue to add to your spiritual toolbox to create and sustain a practice that makes sense for you. Let's just let all of this mingle and merge and, and marinate within us. Your soul knows what makes sense and what, what resonates with you. So go with that. And I just encourage everybody to have fun with creating a meditative space and also come on back for another episode. I would love to talk more about this. So thank you again for joining me. If you'd like to learn more about me, check out my website. It's called hellointeru.com. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, please rate it and review it. It just keeps the show going. Thanks again for joining me, everybody. And be kind to yourself. Take it easy. Don't take life so seriously. Get that meditative practice going and take some time for yourself. You deserve it. All right, guys, we'll check in later. Thanks again. Bye.